Here's what's making business headlines today. I'm Bryce, joined by Ren. It's Monday, the 7th of November. So Ren, where are we heading today? Well, Bryce, we're starting in Egypt, then we're heading to China before finishing off in Canada. Well, let's start in Egypt where COP27, the United Nations annual climate summit, has just begun and there is a new item on the agenda. That's right. Delegates have agreed to discuss whether to pay poorer countries for the damages they have sustained from climate change. It's the first time this controversial topic of loss and damage financing has been included on the talks agenda. So loss and damage financing is all about addressing climate change catastrophes that developing countries are particularly vulnerable to. It provides funding for vulnerable countries to rebuild their facilities and economies after a disaster. It comes in the context of some pretty devastating natural disasters this year, including heatwaves in India and floods in Pakistan. Wealthy countries, who are mostly responsible for greenhouse gas emissions that worsened the disasters, have previously avoided negotiating on the issue. According to the UN Climate Council, in the 20 years between 2000 and 2020, 7,348 natural disasters were recorded, which impacted over 4 billion lives and resulted in 2.97 trillion US dollars in economic loss. Mm, With so much loss, deciding exactly who will pay and how much to compensate vulnerable countries won't be easy to negotiate. But Ren, let's move to our next story where China has reported 4,420 new daily cases of COVID-19, the highest number in six months. The city of Guangzhou, which has 19 million residents, reported over 1,300 of those cases, while nearly 100 cases were found in the capital, Beijing. Last week, Chinese stocks had surged on the hope that the government would relax its COVID restrictions, which are placing a big strain on its economic growth. China's CSI 300 was up 7% last week, one of the strongest weeks for the index in 10 years. But then over the weekend, Chinese officials reiterated their commitment to a COVID zero approach. And that means we're likely to continue seeing strict lockdowns enforced in areas where outbreaks occur. So basically, more of the same out of China, more lockdowns, more business disruptions, more tangled supply chains and more commitment to COVID zero while the rest of the world takes a different path and tries to live with COVID. And Bryce, it's ironic that I talk about living with COVID because I literally am living with COVID. Uh, I know. (laughs) When will this end? When will this end? But Ren, finally, let's go to Canada for our third story where the Canadian government has ordered three Chinese companies to sell their shares in Canadian mining companies. Yeah, fascinating story here. These Canadian mining companies were involved in extracting critical minerals such as cobalt, lithium and nickel. Canada, along with allies, including the US, UK and Australia, have expressed concern about China's dominance in some of these markets. And so Canada has ordered Chinese companies that owned shares in these Canadian mining companies to sell them. It is fascinating. This isn't the first time Canada has stopped Chinese companies buying critical resources. Two years ago, the Canadian government stopped a Chinese gold miner buying a gold mine in the Canadian Arctic, a region that is growing in geopolitical importance for its shipping lane and resources. And a few years before that, in 2018, Canada arrested the chief financial officer of Chinese telco Huawei and detained them for three years. So Canada and China have a growing history, but this is unlikely to be the last time we hear concern from Western governments about China's dominance in markets for critical minerals. More government action like this wouldn't be a surprise. But Ren, finally, fact of the day, what have you got? 31%. 
That is the percentage of workers around the world that will work remotely this year for at least part of their job, according to Gartner. An insane number, to be honest, Ren. And countries are introducing new visas to attract digital nomads as the competition really heats up. So on today's episode of The Dive, we ask why countries are so desperate to attract digital nomads and which of them have the most enticing offers. You can find out that episode accompanying these headlines in your podcast player now. But Ren, that's all we have time for today. I hope you feel better and get over COVID ASAP. We need you back in the studio. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great day. 